It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to another Burn Barrel. Coming at you. Hot Navy. Alice, less than 24 hours. 24 hours, we will be featuring our interview. Used to be my interview, now it's our interview. <laughs> I am coming to the interview. With, with Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire. We're a package deal now. I guess apparently we are. So Alice will be, <laughs> even though I'll be live on WTIC, and people will be listening to the Tom Shattuck Show, they'll be getting the Burn Barrel. Uh, essentially, uh, for the that Tom same- Shattuck show sometimes features Alice Shattuck. That's it, a known thing. I know. I think it's only it's only an added thing. You've got a young female voice, which for that station is fantastic, and you're good. You and what I'm stuff. supposed to let you and Matt Walsh just go and talk about what women are while I'm sitting in the next room and not even be allowed to? I just have to sit in there quiet, listening to you get to pontificate on what women are with Matt Walsh. No, I'm coming to this. Are you reclaiming women? I'm reclaiming it. <sighs> so uh, I have a lot of expertise on this matter. You do have a lot of expertise on this matter, and um, it's highly relevant to what I know about. And also, uh, you know, tomorrow's actually the is the first day of the January sixth show as well. So I can't wait. I can't wait for to talk to him. I you know I, I kind of want to play <laughs> just some of the cuts with him because they're just so fun. Um, but um, yeah, look forward to it. That has such been such a game changer that that thing really. I mean, I think that you only that sh- that documentary is so valuable, and you only get one shot at this. Somebody like Matt Walsh, who was a, who was ascendant, but he most people didn't know who he was. He'll not be able to do another one of these like this, and he got special access, and he's got a special talent. And you know what? Let me grab one of the one of the cuts from it just just to. In case some of you guys forget who we're talking about. Um, yeah, so this is the What is a Woman documentary. Uh, and you can find it. It's 
from the Daily Wire, actually. They're branching out in a bunch of their movie making. They have a new, the trailer's out for their new movie with Gina Carano in it, too, mm-hmm. which is like a Western thing. And, um, but yeah, this is his What is a Woman movie. And it's, I mean, like, it's inexpensive. Somebody was asking me how to watch it, and I, like, sent them the link, and it's like $4 a month to be a member of it. And get access to the movie. And I think, like, the first two weeks is a trial. That's 99 cents or something. It's, like, it's way cheaper than going to see a new movie at the movie theater. Everyone should definitely do it because it's so revealing and so exposing about the left. And, like, we've talked about this before. This is why Libs of TikTok is in such big trouble, Mm -hmm. too, with the left. Why they hate her so much. Because she puts out there the things the left actually says. You know, conservatives are trying to go to campuses and talk and the left doesn't want them to be allowed to say any of the things that they have to say. The right wants to know what the Mm. left is saying. We want to hear what you think and what you say about stuff. And and we want to to have that out there and hear it. And it's so. let me ask you a question mm -hmm. that and the guys at the commentary guys are talking about this as well. But but we have mentioned it. We mentioned it when it happened. Ilya Shapiro is now out of Georgetown. Right, they goes right along with the Taylor, Taylor Lorenz thing and the other. Right, so if people don't remember this story. He commented um, that Biden, instead of picking the most qualified person, was going to pick a lesser black woman, and people felt that before he had picked a person. By the way, so this right. wasn't a personal attack on Ketanji Brown Jackson. This was just a comment on the way that what Biden said functions in reality. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he was excoriated for this. He was put on leave from uh, Georgetown Law where he teaches. He was investigated. They eventually cleared him and told him he could come back. But he said, thank you very much. But I have had it with mm-hmm. you and I don't trust you anymore. And we're done. Right. Um, and so and so now um, they said they they put out this big statement that had like these damning things about him that black women, especially but any women in Georgetown, uh, law students would not feel comfortable, would feel unsafe, and be made to feel like uh-huh. the if if he was around because what he said, and he's obviously a, a racist and a and a, a, a um, anti woman malcontent. He's awful. He's the worst thing in the world. He's a monster. They'll be made to be, and they used all the normal. They'll be they'll feel assaulted and unsafe and victimized, etc. So my question to you is this. Um. Do you think that they, that those professors believe that? No. You just think that they're using the verbiage you use to justify why somebody has to leave. Right. It's a cudgel. They're beating somebody up with it because they can. Right. You know, this is what they do is they claim victimhood and they beat you with it until you just say that you'll do whatever they want. I mean, this, like you said, this is what's happening at the Washington Post, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Is it you found a joke funny that I didn't think was funny and now I'm unsafe at work until you suffer for it and when I've decided that you suffer enough then maybe I can feel safe again and maybe then you can come back to work like that's incredible that's an incredible assertion and to to claim that victimhood Mm -hmm. gives you this sort of power over the person to decide what their punishment is is sort of like a, a crazy state i mean it's a crazy way of viewing the world right we don't let the victim of the crime decide what the punishment is for the crime so 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 the left doesn't believe it these professors don't believe it and so they're going to they use it to to beat up Ilya shapiro 
So do you think they believe it when they say that that a woman can't be defined? Um, Because I'm going to say that some people I saw in What is a Woman, some of the people he talked to with the blue hair, mm -hmm. would be called in other circumstances just effing nuts. Yeah, I would say some of them believe it. Some are delusional people who really believe that a woman is a word that just cannot be defined. How do I know if, if I'm a woman? You know, I... I That's a great I like, question. I like scented candles. And yeah. I've watched Sex and the City. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how do I know? Yeah, Matt, that question right there, like, that question is, like, when it's asked with a lot of curiosity, right, that's the beginning of a lot of people's, like gender identity development journeys. If my mom who gave birth to me is a woman, mm-hmm. and my wife is a woman, um, though I haven't asked her, maybe I should. Um, but if they're all women, and also the boy who sits down with you and says, I, I think I'm a girl, actually is one, then then what is a woman? Mm. Great question. I'm not a woman, so I I can't really answer that. She is, of course, a woman, and, and she, <laughs> but she should be at Whispering Meadows in a comfortable chair with maybe a, a light blanket uh, uh, over her in case it gets windy. She should be out looking, and they should walk her by the ducks every day. They should even let her feed the ducks every day. But instead, she's somebody. She's giving other people advice. Exactly. Your kids. Exactly. Yes. And getting social services involved when you won't call them Zazem. Exactly. There's biological sex and then there is gender identity. Part of me wants to ask why you care so much, uh, because right. it's really right. not that big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Can I answer right. that? Um, I, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to answer that question. I, I care about the truth. So, so basic truth matters. I want to live in a society where people okay, care about fine. the truth and we're grounded in truth. Right. Um, I care about children. And this, these insane ideas about too. gender are being, are being foist on kids. Um, and that, that bothers me quite a bit. I care about the women who are having their opportunities stolen from them. I care quite a bit, yeah. We're talking about gender and and sex, and there's a lot of controversies there. If we're talking about a trans woman has all of the male physical characteristics, so would that not be a male then? Couldn't couldn't we plainly say this person is a male? Well, well, I guess it's it's like, why are you asking the question? Mm. I think I want to understand sort of why that's so important. So if someone tells you- Just to sort of understand Reality, you know? Well, I mean, I think when someone tells you who they are, you should believe them. So if a person says that they're a woman or they're a man, then that's them telling you their gender is. I'm, I'm not so sure why, what social um, in- interactions would have to do with, with maleness or femaleness that would well, be- I'm not even to. talking about social context. I'm just, I'm just trying to start by getting to the truth, you know? Someone can make a statement about themselves that could be untrue. Like, for example, if I, if I were to say that I'm a black man, could you, would you accept that or would you be skeptical? Are you black? Are you African-American? Are you biracial? So at least that <laughs> professor, at least he's letting him play along. Matt, you can play this game too. And I'll, you know, and I'll be happy to. Accommodate you and affirm you, whatever. You, are you black? Well, we both know you're not black. <laughs> I know. But so, like that, so I think that guy's a different case. I think he's a true believer. 
and he wants this to be out of a place of extreme empathy wants this whole construct to be true and that way he can use his position to make to do what he thinks i think are, is making young minds more sympathetic to fellow human beings i well, think but that's don't you think crusade that, don't you think that people who are smart people and sometimes actually smart people are more susceptible to this they're able to like super intellectualize things to a point where they believe things that they intuitively know are not true but they're able to sort of convince themselves that their common sense isn't really common sense because they're able to like give them they're they're able to create like this whole academic framework around something and give themselves like answers that that make it seem like like they have a lot of very smart answers to a lot of this stuff like mm-hmm. a lot i mean not smart necessarily but a lot of very like intellectually very carefully thought about answers to a lot of these things right and so you know they'll sit around and tell you because this is what they spend their time doing in gender studies classes is like deprogramming all the stuff that people human beings intuitively know is true like that men are men and women are women and we just all know that you know so they'll sit around like constructing these careful arguments about how you know there are intersex people and intersex people have always existed and how do you really know if someone's a man or a woman and they'll take these extreme edge cases you know somebody like the runner caster Semenya who's probably intersex but probably never knew it because never had genetic testing as a child or whatever right and so naturally has testosterone levels much more like a man than a woman even though she was raised as a woman and grew up as a woman um and you know she uh it's i forget what it's called it's like some kind of testosterone sensitivity the androgens and i forget what it is but anyway like there are like extreme edge cases and different cases of people that you can like convince yourself there's some gray area there and decide that it's like some kind of spectrum and there's really no reason for it like the the woman who argued on twitter saying that the reason women's sports exist is actually because women are better than men at sports and they were just beating them at all the men's sports until they kicked women out and wouldn't let them play men's sports which like clearly is just not true like she can't really in her heart of hearts believe that can she no no but she's very carefully gone and cherry picked enough data and put something together to create an argument for herself that she's able to like convince herself in this house of cards to to be able to convince herself that this thing is true that obviously isn't true right and I, I think that's the case with a lot of these people who are these like gender intellectuals right is they've convinced themselves of this with a whole sort of house of cards of all this theoretical underpinning to all of it that and they're able to they're able for a lot of just sort of regular people to sow enough seeds of doubt to make them think like maybe there is something to this right but what they part of the problem is is that the manifestation of these this trans ideology is often an absurd visage it's often manifests itself in somebody who looks and sounds absolutely ridiculous and there are some it would be easier to believe if 
the so many of these people who are highlighting themselves were elegant women. Men who trans who turned into women were elegant women. Mm-hmm. Or looked like were um, I mean, presenting as elegant women. I mean, so then you could be, then you could say, okay, that is a guy who really wants to be a woman. But if you're, I'm sorry, Alice, if you're some 600 pound blue haired thing with a nose ring that doesn't look like anything anymore, it seems to me that you're, like, just even look at me. I obviously am eating too much. Some might say drinking too much. And it manifests itself, and it's fair to say, yeah, obviously I'm eating too much because I'm fat, right? And something's making me eat too much. I'm pretty sure it's probably not so far below the surface, you know? But, But a lot of these people, Mm -hmm. especially the ones I've seen yelling the loudest, they've also got stuff going on, obviously. So doesn't it belie the the framework of the construct of trans ideology when so many of the subjects are no point out? Oh, yeah. And it's not just I mean, clearly, there are some of these people are just like mentally ill straight up. And then but then there's others. And these are like truly even sadder cases is many of the young people who are transitioning now are teenagers who oftentimes are autistic and so Mm -hmm. struggle a lot with understanding gender and social interaction and expectations around gender a lot just as is and and a lot of times they're made to feel like they'll feel normal and good about themselves and better if they transition and they don't you know and I think a lot of like the gender theology people will tell you that like oh well maybe maybe some people are transitioning now that weren't really trans to start with but since they don't have a way to be able to tell who the ones who are really trans and who's not who's going to regret it and who's not then you know i think that argument doesn't get them very far that's why i thought one of the most powerful parts of this matt walsh documentary what is a woman was um oh shoot what's the man's name the um the trans man who they interviewed, yeah. um, who's very against gender transition. And I thought it was interesting because he's really, he's living as an adult trans man. He, quote, passes as a man, mm-hmm. um, even though she was born a woman, clearly. And the fact that he's speaking out so strongly about the impacts of the surgery, the lifelong impacts of the hormones on his body. He showed his arm where they cut out a chunk of skin to do surgery on his genitals. Like, I mean, it's not a happy, healthy, lovely Mm. existence. Look at Jazz Jennings, who is a disaster, is hugely overweight, is struggling with depression. Like, that's the I am Jazz kid. Oh, that kid? Yeah. He's fat now? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, terribly, like deeply unhappy, mm. deeply physically unhealthy, mentally unhealthy too, I assume. I I just, the whole, they want you to believe and they are telling kids to believe that there are a whole bunch of happy, self, uh, you know, happy people who are happy with themselves trans people who are adults who look good feel good lead medically uncomplicated lives uh, and and are happy and healthy and living their best lives out there and it's just not true there are a lot of deeply unhappy disturbed people who are doing their best to deal with 
you know, very, very serious problems. And, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what goes on in the private life of somebody like Blair White, for example, mm-hmm. who's like probably the closest thing to putting out that that image of the like happy, healthy, well-adjusted trans life. But, you know, I, I mean, I don't know what goes on in Blair White's private life, but, you know, I know because she's talked about it on her YouTube that she gets a ton of surgery like all the time to look the mm-hmm. way that she looks and does a ton of makeup. I assume she's had vocal cord surgery, all she, that I mean, she stuff. Has, she's like, had everything. Yeah, like that's hugely expensive. It's huge. I mean, it, you're going to have medical complications your whole life. It doesn't just it doesn't just happen by magic. And all those surgeries and stuff are going to need to be maintained as she gets older. This is not something that children can consent to enter into. It's just not. And, you know, the fact that even somebody like Blair White, who is like that, who does like pass and look good and seem happy and all this stuff like that's even she's saying you can't let kids sign up for this at those ages you just can't it's not something they can agree to at that age because they don't understand the ramifications of it and to tell them that you can just grow up to be whatever you want like it just doesn't work this way you know and we're, we haven't we've never done this historically we've never transitioned kids so young we've never stopped kids from ever having a normal puberty we've ne- like we don't know what the long-term impacts of any of this stuff are it's really like i think it's going to be one of these things it makes going to make like thalidomide or lobotomies look like nothing because it's so widespread it's happening to so many kids and it's really just like shocking you know there i in cities like the one we used to live in it it's like a it's an enormous number of kids you know it's like a few kids there's like multiple kids at every elementary school that are non-binary, gender non-conforming, trans, like whatever. That's that's a lot of trans kids. You know, there's a group for parents of tra- like gender non-conforming children. There's a family moving to Melrose that posted in the mom's group with two two non-binary children. There's a family that used to advocate for their trans kid that now has out of their three children, one is trans and one's non-binary. The congresswoman who used to live there now has a non-binary kid like the activists an activist family who's a friend of a friend who are liberal activists there have a trans kid the dad who uh, sings woke music on youtube uh has a non-binary trans kid like it just goes on and on i don't i it's not it like goes back to the bill maher uh monologue that he did right where he was saying like the odds are against this this has to be a fad and if it's possibly a fad then you know then we have to consider the medical impacts to these kids right because there's clearly a social component here and we're medicalizing kids Mm -hmm. having i mean it's like mass hysteria it's out of control uh yeah yes it is and uh, even when I was in high school, we had the like the weird, the burnouts, weirdos, antisocial kind of crew. That generally they hung together. Mm-hmm. You know, some people with blue hair. They were they were generally more theatric, um, more um, pretty intelligent. Usually, it had a had a um, a. Um, 
justified hatred of the jocks in the in the mm-hmm. in the the popularity ladder in high school rightfully obviously um and they would look pretty pretty beat up you know they escaped they were their whole thing was that no i'm gonna sh- look like somebody who's what i feel inside which is f you because i hate this life in this penitentiary we call mm-hmm. high school and so they had spiked hair and crazy jackets and all sorts of stuff Sometimes like piercings and tattoos oh, and yeah. other stuff. No, absolutely. But I do think that there would be some of those people who would absolutely be trans now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I've been seeing more too and hearing more about not just uh, gender confirmation surgery, which is what they call sex change operations now, mm-hmm. um, but gender nullification surgery because like the rise in non-binary people want their gender nullified, which means they want to have nothing down there. Great. So, I mean, like, I, I, I'm i astonished that there are doctors that believe it's ethical to do things like this. I just do. It's like... Uh, yeah, but isn't that what we've seen <sighs> over the last five years? You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That people who are seemingly credible are happy to throw it all away for emotional uh, missions. I mean, I remember talking to... um, I remember talking to a child psychologist after the Parkland shooting and 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 saying are you is that something are you upset and saying to her is it a good idea to have these kids who were told were right near a mass shooting is it a good idea to have them instead of being at home trying to work it work it out in their minds with their families is it a good idea that they're all sitting in big chairs under Klieg lights for CNN and you know being encouraged to be part of an anti-gun movement so, so close while the bodies are still in the school there are rising stars now mm-hmm. and the psychologist the woman who's a psychologist for young people said oh absolutely it's very healthy for them to go and express themselves very healthy for them to do it obviously she was lying she there. She knows it's not very healthy. You would never do that. You would grab the kids. I don't even like it happening in Uvalde whatsoever. With grabbing some fourth grader who's talking about the mean man who said you're gonna die. It's like, what are we doing here? I mean, yeah. I, I, for to say for her to say women say it's healthy, and and then everybody at every level lied and was unethical when it came to 
during the Trump administration. You saw people, you could see their emotions on Twitter. People who were once respected lost their minds. These people are crazy, crazy. And they've let it, they've let it just, just destroy themselves in the, in, the, in the pandemic. Grown adults who were just a scared, walking around a scared, scared, have, have my mask on, I'm afraid, I'm afraid of it, I'm afraid of it. Mm-hmm. And, and casting judgment and not knowing and wanting to be told. It, nobody is immune from psychosis. Nobody. And right. nobody in just because you're an MD, because you've you know had a lot of sleepless nights where everybody had to crash in the back room and long internship and this and that as a as an mm-hmm. oncologist or whatever they are, they, they don't test them for extra constitution or uh, you know the ability to withstand um, you know mental pressure or social pressure. They're right. not tested for that. They're good at doctor stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, we can see that the medical profession is quick to jump on crazy fads and do a bunch of stuff that's unproven and only figures out later that it's a massive problem. I mean, like, that's why I mentioned, like, lobotomies or thalidomide or any number of things. Like, doctors are big on jumping on new fads and then only finding out. That's why they have a bunch of commercials by ambulance chasers on the TV where you were a loved one ever recommended to use of whatever and talking about self about affirmation they love to affirm each other that's why these you know there were huge um conventions in europe and in, in america as well you know 100 years ago talking about uh, you know genetics eugenic stuff oh yeah eugenics They're, was huge all yes. the respected politicians of the, of the early 20th century were huge into eugenics loved it thought it was great it was like the way of the future it was the like the new science it was only mm-hmm. it really took the nazis and discovering like the real horrors of the concentration camp that they inflicted on people that finally mm-hmm. got people you know shook them out of the eugenics craze but eugenics was everything it was people were all over that that was very politically trendy right it, you know people talk about eugenics now as though this was like some fringe belief that you know wasn't but this was like the mainstream progressive trendy thing that the social elites were into this was not like some medically frowned upon thing this was like the science this was you know the way of having babies oh the future right that's what it was it was you know going to save the human race get rid of disease wipe out poverty wipe out you know mental illnesses and crime that's how people saw it you know and and they thought that this was like the big solution to humanity's problems but uh, you know you can't even you can't even now imagine because our perceptions of what it was like then are so colored by now that that you can't even like bring yourself back to that time and imagine what it was like when like all the trendy important smart people thought eugenics was great right so yeah i mean it's obviously medical people aren't immune from fads and from social pressures and politics and and kind of these mass hysteric events or, or look at look at the craze, um, you know, I guess it was the 90s when they all got into the recovered memory stuff, saying or that psychologists the- could recover mm-hmm. memories from you, like sometimes by hypnosis or by the special kinds of therapy. And they like send people to prison and daycare. Oh, this, is a, because mostly they- the, this is an 80s thing. Mostly. Oh, OK. In, 80s. Yeah. Where they like here. 
where they like send people to jail for running daycares like on the basis mm-hmm. completely of bunk science that right. turned out to just be like absolute garbage well, well, later and mass- recovered memories are fake and not only well, that we, yeah. not only did they send people to jail on the basis of face false memories that they implanted in kids they made those kids think they have those had those mm-hmm. memories so they made the kids feel like so the they kids, were assaulted so the kids got to they have get the, both the, they got to have the damage without ever right. having the event yeah, yeah, and a lot of that is very interesting that that they that they say origin is from divorces and working moms and the sense of guilt that moms had that they were having to hand their kids off to places, and then all of a sudden all of them together, you know, the guilt manifested itself in this hysteria that oh my god somebody was touching my my child somebody was touching my child, it's like man it's a confluence of things that I guess I guess you know what maybe that's my my fault mass hysteria was always you know there's a bunch of Women walking around now who are in their mid forties, Alice, mm-hmm. who got those whale tail tattoos when they were uh, twenty years old mm-hmm. on the lower back, who all thought at that moment that that was a good, that was smart, <laughs> and a whole generation yeah, and, and every, original. Yes, everybody was doing it. Everybody was doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um. I think that everybody should go around like questioning ev- whether everything you believe is on the basis of uh, anything more than what society around you is telling you is a good idea because a lot of this stuff just comes and goes and it seems like original and new but it's all it's like the tale is old as time right that humanity has these like weird mass hysteric movements and and like people fall prey to them and we think we're like so smart and modern it could never be us but like we keep doing it so obviously it could be us at any given time so yeah i mean i think in general people should be very careful with any any like strong ideological movement that is driving you to do things you would never ordinarily think are okay and asking you to reject you know your common sense reject your family it's like classic cult stuff you know <sighs> but anyway, like, yeah, this this What is a Woman documentary by Matt Walsh, I just think is so important and um and so good. I'm very excited. We're interviewing him tomorrow. We'll play a bunch of it on the podcast, too, I assume. Um, And, you know, I'm excited. I'm excited. I want more people to see this and and think about it. And, you know, I'm I think it's very, very telling that the left doesn't want people to see, you know, com- basically pretty innocuous interviews with them like they're sitting around claiming now saying that he's like cut things deceptively and stuff like Mm -hmm. there's there's really not much to go on here it's in their own words they said this stuff you know it's the same as the libs of tiktok stuff like oh she's spreading like uh homophobic misinformation like she's just putting out there what you put there so it's you know, if if there's a problem, it's with you. It's like, have you been seeing the videos coming out of this Dallas drag event? Yes, yes, I've seen it. It's like that. They're all upset now that people don't like their drag event that they had at this Dallas, right. this new Dallas gay club called Mr. Mr. Opened Up. And for Pride Month, they had an event called Drag Your Kids to Pride. 
uh, which involved kids being like coached by drag queens to do poses and stuff in in this drag nightclub, including the big sign on the wall behind where they are with the kids. It says it's not going to lick itself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kids, some kids who are like clearly uncomfortable with the proceedings and all this stuff. I mean, they're getting upset now that the video is getting out here, but they had the event. Right. Right. Like, they're right. the ones who are upset when their event gets shown other places. Right. It's it's the taking the soccer flop again. Oh, my goodness. You know, first we're, we have uh, a, a guy in a, a thong jiggling in front of a little boy. And then you're calling us out for it. Now we're victims if you're calling us out. Yeah, we just had a drag your kids to pride event and posed with them in front of a sign that said it's not going to lick itself and now you're accusing us of being weird creepy groomers like if you took your kid to that event and had them be in front of that sign like Mm -hmm. what's actually wrong like what how much do you have to have turned off the part of your brain that has like normal parent danger sense well right and i mean what is the next step to show your fealty to the cause of affirmation and empathy what's right. the next I thing mean, to there's do? the picture that's been going around too of the parents watching as their kid stuffs cash into the thong of mm. the drag queen standing right up next to the almost naked drag queen i mean like uh, yeah what like you say what's next what what does your kid have to do next to show how much they like the drag queen i i don't know well, in other words show how good and tolerant you are right but i like I'm trying to understand under what circumstances any normal parent with like functioning protective instincts for your kid would think it was a good idea for them to be around a semi-naked adult, male or female, dressed as a man, dressed as a woman, like whatever. I just, I, I don't understand the logic that would make you think that that's a safe and okay situation. And where, you know, you are not, you're not teaching your kid appropriate boundaries with adults. Because even (laughs) if that drag performer is totally innocently having your kids stuff cash into their thong, uh, which, uh, like, whatever, but okay. Like, suppose I accept accept your premise, right? Well, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Would they let their, bring their kids to a strip joint to do that with female why not why not it's sex positive are you shaming the strippers is there anything wrong with being a sex worker um but you know i even if even if i accept your premise that this is safe wholesome family friendly uh stuffing dollar bills Mm -hmm. down the stripper's thong you know don't you want to teach your kid that that's not a safe scenario with them with an adult that that's not a situation that they should be in with adult people and that it's okay if a situation like that makes them feel uncomfortable and they can be they can remove themselves from it because i think that making your kid comfortable with other adults that they don't know as sexual mores i mean or adults that they know frankly but with anyone's sexual proclivities who's an adult it you know you should be teaching your kid that it's okay for them to get away from and it's not intolerant or mean for them to not be near that because it's not a situation for a kid it's not appropriate for a kid and 
I don't I think the left like tying themselves to this issue is it is extremely toxic and frankly I'm surprised it's not more damaging even with the liberal parents who have apparently lost their minds all around us. Mm. So I want to move here for a moment, Alice, to Matthew McConaughey at the White House. Um, so now, from what I've seen about the, for- about the speech, I, I did drop in and out during the show today a little bit, but here's a little bit. We need safer schools. We need to restrain sensationalized media coverage. We need to restore our family values. We need to restore our American values and we need responsible gun ownership responsible gun ownership we need background checks we need to raise the minimum age to purchase an AR-15 rifle to 21 we need a waiting period for those rifles we need red flag laws and consequences for those who abuse them These are reasonable, practical, tactical regulations to our nation, states, communities, schools, and homes. Responsible gun owners are fed up with the Second Amendment being abused and hijacked by some deranged individuals. These regulations are not a step back. So I don't have a problem with any one thing he said in there. And I think he's right. We do need responsible gun ownership. That's right. We do need family values. Um, uh, yes, I, I do believe he is kind of a hayseed gun guy, and more grew up more. He was conservative. He well, was. I understand, but I mean, what he said right there, Alice, you're not going to get the same thing out of Elliot Page. That was pretty damn down yeah. the middle. It was. I it's easier do, said than done. And it was pretty much, you know, no duh. I mean, oh, right. I also think his delivery seems like a manic person who's possibly high. <laughs> And I don't know. I, like I find it unconvincing. He's found like, success in playing Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> so. I mean, I just—he seems a little like wild to me. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know that he's got a reputation for being an a-hole. I maybe he does. I don't know that he's an a-hole, but I don't know but, that I find this like Matthew McConaughey. Well, he's from the, Uvalde too. The he's reassuring not just... politician uh, thing to be that like. I, I don't know if I buy into it yet. I'll reserve judgment, but I'm not sure. Okay, but, but so our American values, like it's just weird and oddly emphasized, yeah, and I don't really get what he's doing. It's like I I don't know. You're I not, find it. You know what? You're not Walsh ready. You're not Walsh ready. I'll be. <laughs> I don't like it. I'll be joining Matt tomorrow solo. Mm-hmm. I think. So here's my only thing. By the way, I did let uh, Gwen know. Matt's publicist that uh, you'd be joining me tomorrow. So we'll see if she nixes it and says, "Sorry, the chick can't come." <laughs> All right. Oh, I would decline to do the interview then. Absolutely. <laughs> but here's my here's the only thing, and I didn't mind. Um, he, he's in Washington trying to lobby people. Maybe there's a sense that he can be seen as the representative for middle ground and cooperation, and maybe who knows? I mean, at the end of the day. The only thing we know for sure is if that nobody wanted to massacre anybody, there would be no more massacres. That's all we know for sure. So if we want to talk about mental health, then yes, it doesn't mean throwing more trillions of billions of dollars at stupid bloated bureaucracies that don't really do anything. 
You know, I mean, and that's one of the things people say, Greg Abbott didn't spend any money in mental health. Well, exactly how is he supposed to spend it? Psychotic social workers with blue hair and nose rings talking to kids? No, thank you. Um, I, I do think that that it's just another mistake to have him at the White House. They shouldn't have had him at the White House. The You've got a clown situation happening at the White House. There's infighting. Everybody's ratting on each other. There's instability at the White House. The, the current press secretary is not uh, cutting it. And to now just have a celebrity to say, hey, we brought on him. Oh. Um, it's just, it's not a good look. There needs, we need to, the problem is with this White House is that there's no, even Buttigieg, who may be the most competent, he's nuts. I used to love him. But mm-hmm. he's calibrated towards racist bridges and tunnels. The, like, corporate-y Democrats, the business people, and now that I say this to you, I think you're going to notice it everywhere. Uh, they're really pushing for Gina Raimondo. For president? Yeah. From Rhode Island. I don't, I don't know, really know much about her. Well, that's why I think she's been flying kind of under the radar, and they feel she's, like, more pro-business than normal. She's one of the only ones who had, like, said we should reopen schools early mm. on or something. So they're really... they. The the media has sort of been trying to make her into a thing Ooh. now that they can like present her as like the normal Democrat. Do you know what I mean? Like yes, because yes. they're starting to notice that their entire party is psychotic. So like the the sort of average Democrats that just want to. I mean, like in most part of the parts of the country, they'd be like Charlie Baker. You know what I mean? Right. Like, but because he's in Massachusetts, that's a Republican here. But if Charlie Baker lived in like Texas, he'd be like that kind of Democrat that would want Gina Raimondo. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what they're going. And I don't think it's a coincidence she's from New England either. Like businessy type people love these sort of like New England moderate kind of people. They're, that's just it's what they like. It's inoffensive. It's like people who can go to the country club. Nothing crazy happens. Um you know, she she may be a competent person. I don't know. I'll have to ask people who know from Rhode Island. But yeah, they're definitely trying to make her thing. I've seen like so many puff pieces mm. about her lately. Interesting. Should we do the chat chat? Bro? Yeah, let's pop over to the chat chat quickly. We're going to have to uh, do it. It's going to be a quick one because I got to go get it. Oh, Tom, you're going to ride me in the pride parade? That is my bike. Uh, incorrect. I shall not be riding you because I've been put upon for doing it. Hi, Habibis. It's Les. About that joke on Twitter that uh, everybody was talking about, about women and caused mm-hmm. a big stir at Washington Post. All women are either bipolar or bisexual is the joke. Mm-hmm. I am offended at that joke. And the reason I find it offensive is that it's just not funny enough to warrant sucking all the air out of my social media time and my podcast listening time for mm. the last two days. I mean, you guys did great coverage of it, but... You, Tom also acknowledged it's like a one chuckle, two chuckle joke at best. Mm. It's like, eh, and that's it. And so it hurts me that that not so funny thing has taken up all this time. It hurts me at least put some real comedy into a joke yeah. to make it worthy of all of our time. Anyway, the other thing is that it's, I don't find it that funny because it actually strikes close to a truism that I developed in high school about male-female relations, which is, yes, all women are crazy, and all men are a-holes. And the key to a happy romantic life is to find the man who is the a-hole or the woman who is crazy in just the way that doesn't bother you so much. Prove me wrong. Love you. Bye. 
I have no problem with anything she said. Fair enough. No problem with anything she said. Hey, Tom, I was wondering if you were ever a fan of the actor Burt Reynolds. How dare you ask that question? I have a um a, f- a favorite film of his. It's called Heat, where he plays a bodyguard in Vegas. And he's also a g- degenerate gambler. Um, not a great movie, but I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, he was also in City Heat with uh, Clint Eastwood. I think it was called City Heat, which was great. Obviously, I was, as was the rest of the civilized world, enamored with Burt Reynolds in the late 70s and early 80s. Um, And I liked all the Smoking the Bandit stuff, Cannonball Run, all all that stuff. He was totally cool. Um, My brother and I, we loved him so much, we assumed that he was a comedy actor. So we saw a movie called Sharky's Machine, which you may or may not have seen. And it was not a comedy. <laughs> so they cut off his hand or fingers at some point. Me, me and Jimmy, my brother, are, are like seven years old. We're like, this is not funny. Uh, so, yeah. So, there we go. Hey, Tom and Alice. I was wondering if you ever heard of the story about um, Steven Seagal and uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme at a party at Sylvester Stallone's house. And uh, Van Damme got tired of... Uh, of um, Seagal running his mouth and took him outside and was going to fight him. And then and then uh, Seagal ran off and he followed him to a bar. Uh, Van Damme, that is, followed Seagal to a bar to fight him. That's awesome. I had no idea. I had not heard that story. I had not heard that story. All right. We've got to get uh, we've got to get going now. Alice J. Shattuck, here you go. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. As always, we will see you tomorrow, uh, and we will have that Matt Walsh interview for you. If you want to leave us a message on the chat chat, that's at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can do that. There's a red button there. You can also shoot us an email. I did promise we would get to emails, and we haven't yet. Oh, did I do something wrong? Um, no, 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 but we just we just don't have time today, but we, we will get to them, and uh, that's burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.